Up Tuesday podcast. Hello. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm okay. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good today. I just finished all my Christmas shopping. Oh yeah. The last minute stuff. Always a blast. <laughs> yeah, always a big blast. It's uh, just running around. We. It was like such a, a hassle to get this podcast like timed right, like right in the middle of everybody needing to do Christmas things. Yeah, but it worked out. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, for, like, like we're recording it go. two days before Christmas, um, basically. <laughs> uh, it'll come out a couple of days after Christmas, but we're recording it just before so that we don't have any commitments over Christmas, so we can just relax. Yeah. So if anything TFE happens during Christmas, it's not going to be featured, and we are sorry, yeah, but sorry. that's how it be sometimes. We'll, we'll have to cover it next time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it, though. So don't, don't TF... TFs come. Yeah, don't TF into a Christmas tree without telling us, okay? We'll cover it next week. We'll cover it next week. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, as always, I am uh, Altered Zangi. I'm Kynik. I'm Kulbara. I'm Zaleppo. And uh, our special guest this week is uh, Coast. If uh, you could introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Coast. Uh, for the full name, uh, the Coast is near. And yeah, I draw transformation stuff. It's yeah, like very very. Yeah, it's very nice to have you on. I mean, your stuff is fantastic. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Been a been a fan for a long time. You draw great stuff. Yeah. It's been a long journey. <laughs> and I always appreciate that um, uh, at the end of a week, if I've drawn a picture, I always see it's been added to your collection. It makes me feel like I'm uh, included. So I always appreciate that. Yeah, I'm really glad most people seem to like those roundups I do. Oh, yeah, they're, they're honestly lifesavers. I find so much great content through them, and it's not... Like, I wouldn't see it otherwise because I don't follow nearly enough people on Twitter. So the TF Tuesday roundups really saved me. Yeah, it's free publicity for the artists that make stuff, and it helps uh, fans TF art, like, find new artists that they like. And uh, it's just a great service for everybody. It's, like, a really cool thing to do. Absolutely, absolutely. That's my main goal with it. I, I do want to bring the community a little bit closer. I do want to encourage new artists to you know keep going to keep improving their craft uh you know i i started out somewhere and like my biggest motivators <laughs> were honestly people or artists i really looked up to or really liked uh you know liking my stuff and sharing it around so i hope to you know give that sort of spark to other you know smaller artists and newer artists in the community I know that when I joined, you certainly gave that to me, so thank you. It can be so hard to get exposure when you're just starting out. Even if I've seen artists that can paint like photorealistic scenes, and they just get like 30 views on their pictures, and it's a, it's a shame, you know? So yeah. thank you very much. Uh, can we throw a link to your Twitter that handles that in the video description? Oh, yes, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. awesome. It'd probably be best to uh, link directly to the moments page. So just add a slash moments after shadow underscore coast. Oh, perfect. That's very helpful. I didn't yeah. actually know you yeah. could see them all in one place like that. 
No, I, I, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn a lot of Twitter's functionality yet, it seems. It's got some, like, really weird hidden stuff in it everywhere. Yeah. Like, Twitter's... Well, they also... They also tried to kind of kill off the moments thing at one point. I know there was a, a point in time where um, you were concerned, Costa, as to whether or not you'd be able to still do them. So I'm, I'm glad it's still uh, functional, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm very much a computer guy. I like uh, using software and, like, figuring out how it works internally. And uh, I was afraid that they'd take away the moments-making function because they were switching over to the new website and the moment maker was still on the old legacy website. Right. Yeah, oh. that'll cause problems. Yeah. For sure. I'm, I'm glad yeah. it made it made the the switch, so thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Though I am I am still mad at them for taking away the mobile moment editor that was built into the app because that was really good. Just being able to do it on my phone, but also like being able to rearrange uh different posts a lot easier on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I continue to always wonder why Twitter does what Twitter does, but I guess we'll we'll never truly know why they bring things and take them away. I mean, like there was that whole period of time where they had fleets, and I remember people were trying to like double post their art to to fleets to try and get it into more eyeballs, and then they took that away, and it was like, what was the point? Oh, they took that away. I, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, they did. A they lot of people did. It. Yeah, like fleets were really weird because they. Uh, you know, they basically copied the stories from Instagram or Snapchat, but uh, most people I know, they either absolutely love the feature, I'm in that camp, or they, you know, they either didn't know it existed or they hated the feature because it was redundant. Yeah. The thing I didn't like about it was that the Fortnite logo kept appearing at the top of my Twitter, like, feed every single time I went on Twitter. And even when I said, please don't show me Fortnite fleets anymore, it kept doing it anyway. <laughs> what, do you, what, you don't like Fortnite? What's wrong with you? Everyone likes Fortnite. It's the algorithm, bro. It knows what you really want, even when you don't. I see it enough. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, of course you don't. You need to see it every day. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I was uh, curious to ask you, Coast, a little bit about um, kind of your personal story into TF and what kind of got you going and then got you into the community. I remember when I started seeing some of your art posted, I was really excited to see kind of your style. And so I'm really curious to hear a little bit about your, your story and what kind of influenced you. Yeah, that's a pretty good story to tell. So we like those here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fine. Uh, okay, so I do have to tell people I found the transformation community way younger than I probably should have, but like even ever, ever since I could remember, ever since I was a toddler, I always dreamed about being like a different species. Like I, I especially like birds cuz you know, they're fuzzy, they're small, they're round. They can fly too. Yes. <laughs> I just yeah. yeah. So so I've it's, always liked birds and no shame in finding it really young. Like I, I was into TF since I was a little kid as well. Um, like I used to, I used to yeah. draw like scales and zebra stripes on my arms and stuff when I was like six. So like it's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, and like 
uh, like with my favorite cartoons and TV shows as a kid. I was, I, for some reason, I don't know why, but I always enjoyed the transformation episodes, the body swap episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're the best. Yeah, like... Give you, give you a funny feeling you can't even explain. Yeah. I think yeah, birds it's on... kind of... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think birds in particular are really interesting and uh, to draw, like, TF art of, because as far as animals go, I think they're one of the most, like, the furthest from human possible as far as, like, traits go. You know, there's, like, so much, like, crazy stuff going on to draw proper transformation into a, some kind of bird, you know? Like, every part is, of the body is so, like, insanely different from humans. Yeah, and their structure is a little bit weird. Like, uh, I've seen some uh, anthropomorphic bird art where, like, the w- a lot of people think that the wings would probably, like, line up with the shoulders. But, like, some anthropomorphic bird art, I've seen them, like, on the lower back. And, like, if you've seen a structure of a bird, that's more or less the more correct way to have more towards the lower back. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, see- I, I do like, uh, like, applying bird traits to more human bodies. Like, I think the Rito and Breath of the Wild are basically the best, the, so far the peak of, uh, anthropomorphic birds and media. Yes, and uh, oh, yeah. They're awesome. Oh, Easily. <laughs> Easily, yeah. They're, oh, man, it's like, oh, no, he's hot. They're very, very appealing. Yeah. I love Rito. God, I want to draw. I want to draw one right now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever get that feeling of like seeing a fantasy race like that and wishing, like, man, I wish I could meet someone from that race and talk to them? Kind Absolutely. Of yeah, I wish they were my friend. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I wish I could buy them fries and then eat food and then talk to them. I don't know where that came TF from. you like all those link pictures we see. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ravali's design, but I haven't actually played the game that he's in, and uh, apparently he's like kind of kind of a jerk, honestly. But I mean, I think he, he looks really cool, though. I'd still want to meet him. Yeah, yeah, like Ravali's characterization, I I honestly really don't like, but yeah, he's mean. But I mean, a lot of yeah. people are into being yelled at. So I mean, yeah. that's yeah. true. That is a trope that shows up in many a character. And then all the TF folks on Twitter go, "Oh, he's hot." So you know, clearly some people are into that. Yeah, they're like, "Please scream at me and and belittle me." And there's like I have nothing <laughs> against that, but it's not my thing. <laughs> Seems like cl- like classic bad boy fantasy, or not yeah. even fantasy, yeah. just classic yeah. bad boy. Reminds me of Falco, Star Fox, who's also a very, very good boy. Yes, he is. Yeah. But, so, uh, uh, I was, yeah, you go ahead, Zalapo. Oh yeah, yeah, Adam. Oh yeah, Adam, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's it's not really spoilers, but I I, I started playing Delta Rune recently, and there's a bird character in that game who I think is like almost like a parody of that personality type. Absolutely. Where he's he's just like he's just like a dork that's really full of himself and he's talking down to you the whole time, but like he's like not cool at all. But yeah, like uh, yeah, I, I still like him though. He's like I don't know. Yeah, chapter two does uh make him a lot more sympathetic. Yeah. Oh wow. 
Yeah, I, I got really close to his character in Chapter 2. No spoilies, though. Yeah. And, of course, Chapter 2 introduced us to wear wires, which I am forever thankful for. <laughs> I finally saw them in Game 2 with Adam for the first time, and, yeah, I see the appeal now. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're cool. Good. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, no, literally immediately as soon as uh, it showed up at, like, kind of the beginning of Chapter 2, I saw them, and I was like, oh, no, it's horny. <laughs> I, you know, as soon as I saw them, when I played the game, when it came on the day that it came out, as soon as I saw them, I was like, that's going to be all over for Affinity in like 24 hours. <laughs> yep. Damn straight. I much said, yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that race to, that race to draw the first like pervy art of this new character. Yeah. That, that Kiki draws video. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> seen that. Yes, that I have. just is absolutely that mood. Yeah, I guess uh, we should probably get back on topic though. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, li liking TF and uh, at a young age and seeing like transformations and cartoons and stuff. Uh, like, I want to transition just in like like how you like started drawing art of it and like getting into that whole scene or like discovering that the scene existed. You know. Yeah. So I accidentally stumbled across the scene again at a very young age. By just Google searching, doing a Google image search of my favorite Digimon at, at the time, Flame Dramon, and yeah, <laughs> I found some sites. Yeah. Like, whoops, I like it now. Yeah, yeah. The same thing happened to me. Yeah. I, I literally don't even know how, how it happened. It was just like one day I Google searched something that brought up TF, um, and then that was it. Yeah, I actually remember it vividly. I was looking up where sharks, and somehow in Google Images there was a link to transfer, and that was the end of that. Although I will say there was literally a month where I thought that the only thing that existed was the page on Shark TFs, and I was very confused. And it literally took me a month before Young Me figured out, oh, there's a whole website. <laughs> it's like the gift that keeps on giving, though. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. New power yeah, that, that's how it felt when I did it. Like, I, I remember going on a transfer and being like, that's cool, there's some cool stuff on here, and then realizing that there was this whole other place called Fur Affinity where there was even more transformation on it. And I went, yeah. whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a weird experience. I think I've told it before, but the first... I'll just say it. I found this site called Bender's Werewolves of Suburbia, and uh, the first artist I saw on the list was Griff, so all the I thought at the time all the art of TF was gonna be like photorealistic, etc. But <laughs> let's talk about sending the bar like high. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. But, we um, keep I, we keep like going off keep course like, really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. how did you start? Yeah, like... How did you start drawing? <laughs> all right. So, uh... God, I'm so sorry. I I I think I okay. have tried to draw like off and on throughout my teenage years and you know it, when you're starting off with art everything just looks bad unless if you have the specific talents and you just want to quit every time because everything you put out just looks bad yeah yeah, yeah so around 2012 I I my no, not my junior year my, my sophomore year of college I was just starting and, you know, I I just wanted to get good at art. I don't know what came over me. Like, I, I've been trying off and on again, like I said, but I wanted to get better at art. 
and you know seeing so many other cool creators and yeah you know and consuming transformation art but not, i mean not just transformation art but like fan art in general for like my favorite youtubers my favorite games and anime and cartoons and all that stuff i wanted to be part of that community so uh 2012 my junior year of college i uh bought i yeah i bought on ebay an old thinkpad tablet that had uh pen support so you know you could draw with print with pen sensitivity and stuff it's almost like a cheap wacom tablet yeah and uh i i I did have the excuse that I could use that to take notes in class, but, like, on the side, I was able to, uh, like, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. just started sketching and, you know, doing stuff privately. Uh, a few months later, I upgraded my phone to a Samsung Galaxy Note 2, so I could do some even more sketching on the side. I remember, awesome. I remember being really nervous when I bought my first tablet. I was, like, really concerned that I just wouldn't be able to figure it out and it would just be a waste of money. But, uh, there were some growing pains, yeah. to be sure, going from, like, pencil drawing to that. But, uh, it was, it was definitely worth it in the end. It makes so, so many things so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did have a Wacom Bamboo, actually, before that. Because uh, I, I was playing a lot of uh, a game called Doodle or Die at the time, trying to hone my art skills using that game. I'm gonna look uh, that up after this. Uh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's basically a very, very, very early version of Gardic Phone. That's awesome. Oh, hey, cool. We played that. Gardic Phone all together. So that's yeah, neat. Gardic Phone is great. Yeah, love it. So yeah, also during my early college years, I uh, was visiting 4chan a lot, and you know, Doodle or Die was like one was a game that was played by a lot of people on 4chan, and I was also visiting the uh, the Pokemon board, and there was this uh, daily thread where you know a guy just asked you to. Uh, draw a Pokemon in MS Paint, and you didn't have to use MS Paint, but I also use that uh, daily to help hone my art skills, and I think that really helped a lot. MS Paint is absolutely valid, I think. As a <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> use MS Paint. I I just use binary brushes and like the pirated side that I, <laughs> you know, that yeah. a lot of people recommended. <laughs> yes, that's very fair. much. I still use Psy as my main thing, just because I'm used to it. Yeah, Psy's Psy's been great yeah. for uh, a lot of things. I still oh, yeah, a lot of people swear by it. A lot of people. I'm I'm Definitely. still trapped in the Adobe hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean I can't really leave my Adobe hellhole, and I wish I could. So I feel that. <laughs> yeah, like I I need Psy to make my lines, but everything else I have to move over to Photoshop because I know where all the things are in Photoshop and. Like, I'm too old to learn anything else. I'm just, it's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, though, but just try new things. Uh, quick, quick aside, I found a basically a free version of Photoshop online that isn't GIMP. It's literally just a website you can go to. It's a client you can either use on the website or download. It's called Photopia. 
Um, it's really good. I had a really good experience with it. Oh yeah, I've uh, heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that. Oh, awesome. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there for any aspiring artists that like need a free art program, and it's really good, and you're starting out digitally, just, we'll link it in the description. May, well, yeah. may, if we remember to. Yeah, if we remember to, that's always a key component. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do I do apologize for the number of links we said we'd drop in the show notes or the last episode, and then we just didn't. That's fully on us. <laughs> uh, we'll fix it in post. The editor will do it. Yeah. Yeah, good job, Margaret. <laughs> thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Thanks, Margaret. As always, thank uh, you. Thank you. So, uh, attempt to move on to something more personal, I guess, if that's all right. Uh, yeah. Like you can you kind of distinctively uh, draw a lot of TF art, like like of yourself, you know, which uh, like I think we I think we all do like like quite a bit, but it's it it's kind of a. I don't know, it's like the first thing that I think of when I think of your art is just like a lot of self-TF, you know? And like all the different cool ways you've portrayed yourself in different forms, you know? Yeah. Um, that's not really a question. Uh, <laughs> um, well, maybe the question is, um, you know, what kind of motivates you to, to uh, you know, use yourself as your kind of subject in most of your TFs? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'd say uh, <laughs> probably 60% of it is that I'm too lazy to think of any other characters. Uh, but maybe 40% of it is that, yeah, I, I'd like to know what it would feel like to be a different species, to feel like what it would feel like to be changing different species. I'm, uh, like, I, I feel the it's same way. Like I when I, Whenever I look at TF art, I tend to think, think of myself in the place of whatever character I'm looking at. But yeah, uh, same. I have same. I have talked with other artists or TF fans that like seem to like like view it in the complete opposite of like oh look no I would never like want that to happen to me I would like to like cause that to happen to other people you know yeah and uh, y'all to forgive me I'm not quite sure where I'm going with this it's okay it's all yeah, totally it's valid it's just yeah, yeah it's just... like oh. it, it's um. Like, it, it kind of feels like a one or the other thing in the community. Like, either you like being transformed yourself or you like transforming other people. Or you like watching other people get transformed. I know I've heard that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because I think the the main thing that's, like, been the binary for me is whether you like being included in the art or not. Like, yeah. some people don't want their identity or their face anywhere near any of the art they create. It's entirely separate from themselves, at least as far as what other people see. While other people really enjoy being seen transformed. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a, there's a lot of room for people who like both, and I feel like that isn't often talked about. If, like uh, you said, you know, it often feels like there's this binary, and then, you know, sometimes people will say, like, oh, I like both, but really they mean one or the other. But no, there are genuinely a, a decent amount of people... Uh, myself included, who both like being TF'd and also TFing others, and also seeing yeah. other people TF. Like you can like all three; you don't have to be just one. Yeah, yeah, very true. But I do like how you uh, make it so personal, Coast. That's one thing that's always drawn, yeah. I think, a lot of people to your art. I uh, oh, you go ahead. Sorry. Like, like... Uh, something you and Kobarbo shares, I, I think, is like uh, 
like even 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 when fully transformed, there's still like a, like a hint of the the human that used to be there, and how like uh, I don't know, like like personal or important that can feel, you know, like if a friend, if like if a close friend of yours saw you in like that transformed state, they could still recognize you or know, like no, like kind of figure out what happened to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of this sense of wonder, I guess when you see someone uh someone you know in a different state i i guess yeah yeah i think there's something that really is uh appealing there and i think you often display it really nicely in a lot of your tfs um and i guess this kind of this kind of segues nicely into the next thing i wanted to kind of talk about which is um demi tf you know i, I think the first time i actually heard the term demi tf was when um, you used it to describe some of your art and it kind of gave a name to something and a type of TF that I had always liked and really enjoyed, but I'd never really seen it termed under a descriptor. Um, exact so was, same experience. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was curious to ask you, um, was that a term you like came up with or was it something that oh, no, you... I, I didn't saw? come up with that at all. I, I think it's level one polymorph on Twitter that is largely credited with that specific term. Ah, interesting. So did yeah. you kind of see the term and then run with it kind of thing? Yeah, it, it kind of spread, I think. Oh, absolutely. From there. Yeah. Um, like, the, I, uh, that was the same with me. The first time I ever heard it used was when you said it. Um, so obviously, I just wasn't in the community with the other person who said it first. And, uh, and then it just spread to, like, the little bubble I was in, and that's when I heard it. Yeah, but it was really it was really nice to to hear a term used for it because for the longest time um, that had been the kind of TF that I genuinely enjoyed. I mean, a lot of earlier photo minutes yeah, in definitely. particular were were yeah. like demi in in nature, but I'd never really seen a, a term for it. So it was really cool to kind of see a term be introduced and then it kind of proliferated from there. Um, I guess um, I'm curious what kind of drew you to. To, to Demi TF in the first place and, and what you really enjoy from it. One one thing first, if sure. I butt in. Um, uh, could you, um, Coast, explain what Demi TF is for listeners that don't know? Oh, yeah, sorry. Good good call, <laughs> Gobara. <laughs> Here okay. I am just barreling in, and it's like half the people don't know what Demi TF is. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's basically just transformation, but, um, you know, the final result, the creature still has basically the same skin tone as you, as the original form. You know, a lot of the same, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say imperfections, but details like freckles, maybe some body hair. Usually you keep your human hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's basically yep. it, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for that definition and apologies yeah, again for yeah. barreling in. I just was so excited to talk about it with you. But um, yeah, I, I'm really curious to hear what, you know, what really uh, makes Demi TF work for you and, um, you know, your own journey towards enjoying it or I guess discovering it. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess the reason why. I enjoy it a lot is that it goes back on the whole uh, personality thing or like the how personal it is. 
you know, how recognizable it is compared to the original form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that the ability to kind of recognize between the original and the final form is a big draw for me, too. Um, and I know that, you know, for, for some of the other folks and feel free to chime in, you know, I think that's also sure. the draw for us. <laughs> it is absolutely, uh, that there's like, a how do I put this, like a, a socially recognizable thing about it where, like we were talking about earlier, people would recognize you as this person, even if they saw you transformed, but also like the best way I can describe it is I draw a lot of Dragon Tia. I know uh, pretty much everyone here has drawn a lot. The... Blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so unique. I draw dragons. Who would like that one? Oh, you're yeah. into that. You Dragons, ew. Ew. <laughs> so basic. Oh, I'm a basic bitch, I know. So fucking basic. <laughs> so basic. Oh, I have to expand my repertoire. <laughs> but, um... I, I wanted early on. I wanted to turn into, uh, not just any dragon or another character dragon. I wanted to turn into, for lack of a better term, a Matt dragon. My real life name is Matt. So I wanted to turn into a dragon that is me, and that was really powerful to me. I don't know if anybody else here relates with that. Um, I the I mean for me the reason why I like transforming into animals as myself is because I want to I want to be something that's not me. Um, but for me, I I don't want it to look like any part of my human self at all. Maybe if the animal's patterning or or like the color of its eyes are influenced by my own, then I would enjoy that. Um, I, I, but I, I don't, I'm a bit different when it comes to Demi and stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not into it. Um, so this is always an interesting conversation for me to have because it's, it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but I, I still, yeah. I still get something out of knowing that I, that I am the one who's become the animal or, or whatever, yeah. like vehicle or whatever. And, uh, I, I, I tend to feel the same way as Kynik as far as, like, transformation, kind of the eradication of the human parts of myself that I, you know, kind of tend to dislike. But uh, being partners with Kolbara, though, I have, like, ha ha uh, kind of learned to appreciate Demi and, like, the uh, the particular aspects that it can show off, you know, all that, like, mid-TF, like, really sensual kind of aspects of it. You know, I, I can see how it can... Uh, how exciting it can be, you know? Yeah. Well, then, I think this is actually a really interesting point, because we have a bit of a divided house here. In terms of other people TFing, do you enjoy Demi-TF at all, or do you also not really dig it when it's with other people? This is something that has occurred literally in the last couple of days, because we've been talking about having coasts on the podcast, and then it brought up the Demi discussion. Um, I was really thinking about it, and... The only time I've ever been attracted to a person is when I had a girlfriend once. Um, and I think if I saw her half transformed into something and like stopped there or like skinny, a bit scaly or whatever, um, then I would enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Because it's like the person that I like, that I'm attracted to as both a human and a, a furry. Then right. if That's... they're in that between state, then I would really be into that. 
Yeah. That's really interesting because, yeah, that's the exact feel that is appealing for me, at least. That's You're seeing both sides of them at once. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it's interesting that it kind of requires that personal connection and also it not being you to kind of actually cross that threshold into being like, yeah, I can get behind this. I could see that as well. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't... Like, I wouldn't like to see art of myself that way, but, you know, I love Kobara, and, like, seeing him that way is, like, oh. awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Thanks, babe. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess uh, that that is that is kind of a big factor, I guess, is just... I don't know. Uh, like, how much of yourself you want portrayed in art when you draw yourself, I guess, which is mm-hmm. different for everybody. Yeah. No, I completely agree, and I think it's really interesting to kind of see that kind of split response because i've definitely seen that um you know in reaction to certain pieces i know that there's some folks who are like oh why is there no fur and like i, I totally get the the attraction to like having fur or scale or anything yeah. I mean, i'm into it too but um i always find it interesting when people kind of react that way because if we're thinking you know in terms of a lot of ts that get depicted in media usually they start off as being kind of a more of a fleshy change and so i i it always it always makes me curious as to whether or not um perhaps folks who aren't into demi tf also don't like those early stages which i generally think is not true but you know there's that interesting kind of division there I think it's also because like when you are expecting the when you have it in your mind that oh in a couple of stages they will have fur on them then it makes Mm. it easier to accept the earlier stages but that is an interesting thing because for me like I I usually like it uh, I usually when I look at a big sequence or something I skip ahead to when they're like like 50% transformed <laughs> like I I skip all of the fleshy stages and stuff so I'm I'm not really one to we, say much on that I guess We are very different on that yeah cuz I usually look at the earlier stages and I'm like gawking at their like you know pushed out face and stuff and mm. like oh I don't know it's just <laughs> I mean I look at all of it too I think that's the main takeaway mm. well, yeah. I definitely understand someone who just want likes the more beastly traits and wants to see all the unique appendages and scales and fur and just how alien it can get. Cause I like that too. Like I remember a thing that Adam and I have in common is Bloody Roar. We were both kind of drawn to that game as kids. And Bloody Roar is a game. It's a 2D fighter where you can change into big beastly animals and. Like, they're really beastly. They're, for the most part, not human at all. And, like, who wouldn't want to, as a kid, turn into a big, like, I don't know, Godzilla-type monster or a kaiju or just something really, really beastly <laughs> and do something awesome? I mean, I... Tail. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm fully behind that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Smoke no, cigarettes. I... <laughs> cool. No. <laughs> I've seen some pictures of Godzilla with shades smoking cigarettes. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> but, but, but have there been any pictures of Godzilla eating Vegemite? Now that is the question. I'm going to have to draw that. What? Has, Has Godzilla ever... ever been to Godstra- uh, Godstralia? So, uh, yeah, Godstralia. That's, that's... <laughs> no. No. I don't think so. Clearly Godzilla should visit. There's too many spiders here. Godzilla's too scared of it. Well, I mean, honestly, I think the thing that Godzilla would have to worry about is the crow, not not the spider. 
We're getting a bit off topic here. <laughs> yeah, been drunk, boy, the crow. The crow should be out there. I don't know where it is right now. It's obviously having a, a break. <laughs> um, well, I mean, next next episode, you know, Coast gets to be the crow. If you want. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, of course. I, <laughs> I I thought he. I was hoping he might like it. Anybody's welcome. Yeah. I was curious also actually to ask you, Coast, a little bit about um, your kind of draw towards were creatures because I've seen a lot of kind of were creature art from you, and in particular um, from you know species you wouldn't necessarily think of as being under the umbrella of, of were creatures, like you know like where squirrels yeah. for example so I, I'm, i'd be curious to hear a little bit um of your thought process behind what kind of got you into those and why you kind of like to depict them in art yeah so just where creatures outside of werewolves like i think for the longest time uh in most popular media or like in just in legends or in stories we've only really ever seen uh werewolves or uh, you know, just something like that, and uh, totally, it's just yeah, it's just always wolves, and mm -hmm. I I think in a lot of those depiction of werewolves and wolves is in air quotes, uh, they're just slightly beastier humans. They probably just yes. have grown out fingernails and a little bit hairier. Yeah, can be kind of lame sometimes. That's yeah. too human and demi for me. Like, it's really boring when it's just that, to when me it, personally. Yeah, I'm a when werewolf, too... but I've, I've still got a human face, but I've also got hair around my face. Yeah. When it's too yeah. demi, even for... <laughs> when it's too demi for even Kolbara, you know you've fucked up somehow. <laughs> well, if they go any further than that, you can't... Then you won't be able to tell what celebrity they're paying a lot of money to be the werewolf, so... Yeah. You know, yeah, they, exactly. They got to get their money's worth and make sure that they... Completely normal humor face is still there. Make sure to follow exactly what they did in the Cats movie. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the measure. Oh. Yeah, that's your measure for success. But, yeah, even as, a, even as a child, I read that, like, the ancient Mayans or uh, Aztecs or one of them, they had, like, like wear jaguars in their, in their lore, you know? I thought that was so much really cooler. Cool like, I wish... Features. Sorry that a bunch of people talked at once. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so go ahead, Coast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of other like I mainly focus on werewolves because those are the most common. But like, yeah, plenty of other uh, cultures have had cool animal shifter tropes. Like selkies, sort of. Uh, try think of things. Oh yeah, selkies definitely. Yeah. Were sharks? Are you know, of thing. course, the Kushtaka. The were otter in the Pacific Northwest. Yes, and, uh, that's yes. cool. Native Americans had uh, some some of that type of stuff, but I, I can't. Yeah, I can't recall anything in particular, unfortunately. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool um, indigenous uh, myths around, um, you know, TFs and incorporating that, be it in in North America or even as well in in Australia. Um, there's a lot of really cool myths um, that touch on TF that I always find really fascinating. Australia is the TF country. It is. It's so cool yeah. with the Dreamtime and everything. I don't. I. I'm not like well versed enough on that. Even though I live here, like I. I. I got nothing, man. Like, don't ask me. But there are there are so many uh, 
different like cool animals that like the concept of being aware like one of them is just something that would be like so unique and so interesting to see or experience or have a story about you know that it's kind of shocking how little there is of that sort of thing in like media and Mm -hmm. stuff uh yeah you think it would be explored more but yeah like uh i do like the idea of combining you know classic or like werewolf lore and curses like the whole uh, magic or science even behind that with other creatures and I also really like the idea of were creatures um, like I, I'm not really the type to enjoy like embarrassing uncontrollable transformations or at least not all the time but I, I do like mm-hmm. the idea of like using that to your advantage Yeah, like maybe at first it was uncontrollable, but then you learn to control it, or maybe it's still sort of uncontrollable, but you know how to transition easily between your two forms. Yeah. And I think it's also really interesting that, you know, something I've noticed in a lot of your art pieces is you often also explore either through the art or through the descriptions kind of the ramifications for, for some of those changes and how, like, you know, not it not being a wolf affects both the change and also the uh, consequences down the line. Like, you know, the, the ramifications of turning into a, a were-squirrel, I need to use that again as an example, are very different from the ramifications of turning into a werewolf. Um, and I'm, I'm curious what kind of your thought process is when you kind of explore those kinds of ramifications. Yeah, so it goes, again, one of the main reasons why I like transformation is that I really enjoy the idea of having various new abilities that you normally wouldn't have as a human or experiences that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have as a human. And, you know, being able to experience those with human intelligence or uh, human reasoning. Like flight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, flight's a big one. And also, you know, like the ability to, you know, swim at a very different kind of speed and and length underwater with, you know, various different aquatic animals, um, be it, you know, like sharks or or otters or what have you i think that that's also a another really cool aspect that i think is sometimes undervalued in a lot of tf work but um really gets explored in kind of that area of oh well what if you were aware otter kind of type of discussion there is so much more value in post tf that i think can be gleamed and i really hope that people do it more as time goes on um because post-TF is half the fun. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's always why I, I always appreciate the pieces that have both art and then a, a description that's longer than just a few sentences. And I mean, I'm, I'm fully guilty of only giving my stuff a few sentences, but the ones that really go into like, you know, like it's almost like a mini story um, and it talks about, you know, the actual process, but then like, you know, having to deal with the change, you know, if you're high, you have to go hide somewhere, or if you have to like act a different way, or if you're like scrambling out of a situation and dealing with like these new impulses that you don't know how to control. Like I always appreciate when art does that because I find that the, those added few paragraphs really make a difference between like a good piece of art and a great piece of art. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's some really great transformation art that have just descriptions that bring it to a whole another level. Yeah, man, I, I gotta do that more. I used to do it a lot when I started. Probably because I have more time. 
Yeah. As, lo as long as it doesn't stress you out, yeah, it's always people. People seem to love it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's the funny thing. Like, I I mean, speaking from personal experience, I could spend like hours upon hours on you know the actual manip, and then I post it on FA, and I'm just like, oh, here's a few sentences. That's it. And it's like, no, man. Like, put more time into the description. Like, I'm I'm almost chastising myself right now because I definitely have slipped because I just feel like I have less time. Yeah. When most of my uh, when sorry. It's all good. You go. Uh, a lot of the art I post is like commissions, like commission comics and stuff, and they had stories, but I'm always afraid to... I'm kind of afraid to like add additional descriptions and embellishments to that, because it may or may not actually line up with what the person that commissioned it wanted, you know? I, I, mm. I find I can, I can only write descriptions like that for things that I'm just drawing for myself. Yeah, that's hard yeah. with commissions. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, with commissions, because like... It does kind of feel empty if you just say, oh, this is a commission for such and such, but, like, you also want to entertain your audience by maybe making a snarky line or two, but you don't really want to make it at the expense of the commissioner or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's very, that's a case basis thing, like, yeah. depending on how well you know the person. Because I know if I was a, there, I, there were two sides to that. If I was a commissioner and I, like, adored the artist and, like, I would be like, you draw whatever you want for me, man. I just want a commission from you. And if they put, like, a description on it, I'd be like, oh, like, what? But then, like, I know the other side of that is, like, what if I have this character that I haven't, like, they're a character in my mind, but I'm not very good at, like, describing them, or or um, the artist's views don't line up with mine, and then I get this description that's, like, completely not what I want at all. So it's, like, yeah. it's, uh, that's one I'd, I'd do on a case basis with people, depending on how well I know them or how many commissions I've done for them, yeah. et cetera. As yeah. a commission artist, always run it by your commissioner, I guess, is the moral of the story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that is that is definitely the takeaway. <laughs> and as a commissioner, give your commission artist as much information as possible without it being overbearing. Yeah, agreed. There's an art to it. Uh, I want to bring up one little thing. Uh, just going back to the discussion earlier, uh, I think Kynick and Adam and I have all, not so much, we should talk about it more as Lepo and Coast, but mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we've talked a lot about, like, slice of life stuff, basically, in post-TF. So, like, how your daily life would go. Not just, like, the immediate ramifications right after UTF, but, like... Oh, yeah, but, like, the long-term effects. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, how you'd adjust to life, how you'd adjust to, like, balance and having a tail, or, like, uh, fur and scale care. Like, stuff like that really it's home I'm, or it's I really... like i i want to keep playing my guitar but now i've got claws what am i supposed to do yeah yeah exactly like i love to think about stuff that gives the viewer or the audience the impression that like no one could think about this except to someone that has actually tf'd and i think you do that really good in your art uh coast so uh, yeah awesome Thank you. You're welcome. I'm curious, um, when you were kind of getting into it, I know you talked a little bit about um, your journey in terms of getting that tablet in, in, in college and then kind of exploring art more. Were there any um, TF artists that really influenced you? Ooh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, not sure if I can name them specifically. Uh, 
I really do. I really remember Kyrio being one of my earliest inspirations. I absolutely loved the way he drew dragons, uh, like their anatomy and uh, even weighty dragons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, big pairs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I actually found his art, like, uh, I. I first found his webcomic, his charcoal webcomic, through TV Tropes, because I was just searching for TV Tropes for, like, media that involved, uh, you know, people transforming, and oh his comic God. was listed on one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. That's how and, I found it, too. Yeah, Yeah, and, like, huh. later when I found out that he just does, you know, regular transformation art, you know, it's not just this one thing that he drew a comic about a person transforming into a Pokemon, he actually drops that on the regular. That's always a nice feeling. Oh, yeah. Because there's some people out there who draw, like, really nice transformation stuff, but then, like, they're either not a furry, not part of the transformation fandom, or they absolutely despise stuff like that. I just draw it for my commission work. You know? Like, aww. (laughs) It's very exciting when an artist you like turns out to like the thing you do, but it wasn't exactly public. Yeah. Do you think there's something to that, actually? Um, the idea of, like, not converting someone, but, like, awakening something in someone. Especially TF interest. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think it... I think so. I think you can you can explain it to someone, and then they can... They can connect it to something that they value, and then they can glean something from it that might not exactly be what you get from it, but might... Uh, increase their appreciational appetite for it. Yeah, for sure, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I second that. Yeah, as an example of that, like my uh, mm, my wait, do I want to tell this story? It's probably not. A, I, I'm I'm going to ask the person if I can tell this story before I tell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It tell it in week. a future app. Maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've had some people tell me that, you know, they normally don't like transformation or they didn't even know transformation art was the thing, but, you know, they liked my style enough that, you know, they're starting to get into it themselves. Yes. Yes. More of us. More of us. (laughs) For the greater good. The the greater good. Yeah, (laughs) The greater good. Stop it! Yeah, that's, that's always a really nice feeling. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, this is not a brag or anything. It totally is a brag. But like, I'm, I, um, <laughs> have introduced a lot of people to like really enjoying pause uh, in transformation and just in furry stuff in general. And I've uh, really appreciated that I've been able to do that with people. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best feeling ever. Oh God. Like, yeah. The more people you can convert, the better. Same with TF here, and, like, the best is when they're like, oh, God, this is hot. Like, when they're actually, like, sexually attracted to it, it's like, oh, God, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) And I know uh, Adam here has really gotten me into things that I never used to be into, really, because I didn't even consider them. I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but, like, suit TF, and, like, first literally turning into the first suit, or just the suit of a character, and also just character TF, like, I used to kind of not 
think about it too much, but I've really started to see the appeal of like experiencing something else and somebody else, I guess, in a way, like a different life than yours, I'd say. And uh, it's kind of turning off for a while, which I really like respect now, especially as I get a little older. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, like ironically, like actually, when I first started looking at TF art, I actually like avoided stuff involving like like copyrighted characters and stuff because it like made it too weird for me. But uh, I guess that was a long time ago, and I've just gradually warped into a slightly different person. Uh, it happens, I guess. Yeah. yeah, you start to see the draw of something over a long period of time because you start. Yeah. To... Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me too. When I started, I was only into Lizard TF, and now I'm into everything. So, it, you know, that's how it happens. Yeah. Honestly, I think, especially when it comes to character TFs, I, I think I was always into it initially, but I was, like, really, like, warded off from, like, the, the more, like, not safe for work stuff TFs into them, and now I'm, like, totally into that. But I remember at the beginning, I was going, like, oh, God, what are they doing to Scooby-Doo? But now I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, make me Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's the perfect character choice, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I I have done I have done manips of that, so like I guess that was just what came to mind. <laughs> oh no no shade, just like it's like ubiquitous. Everyone knows Scooby Doo. It you is. Know? Yeah. That's What's true. happening in my family friendly buddy Ratchet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was really liking that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they designed it to look like that on purpose. They knew what they were doing. Oh, 100%. Easily. <laughs> no, literally when they introduced uh, Rivet, they were like, the the people who worked on the models were on Twitter. They're like, we know what we did, and we're proud of you. And I was <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder if there's, like, secret boardroom meetings on how to appeal to, like, horny furries the most, and what exactly that is, like, mathematically. That'd be really I interesting these, to hear. Literally, I think these days, they do that. Because yeah, I've so. seen it more than ever these days. Yeah, it happens all the time, and every time it happens, I'm like, no, nah, whoever did this knew exactly what they were doing. Like, there's no way they stumbled upon this. You there's know? so much furry adjacent and, like, TF adjacent stuff coming yeah. out of him, like Pixar now. It's it's a new, brave, brave new world, I guess. Yeah, and I'm here for it. <laughs> So we did get some uh, interesting audience questions that I want to make sure we have time to get to. Um, oh, yeah. So maybe what we can do is um, we'll kind of rotate the order because I know that last time uh, we had issues with the person who went last. So I'm going to kind of call people out randomly and then we'll kind of hopefully that'll give everyone a chance to give the first answer and the, the last answer. Um, I stole all your answers. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, who, whoever it was that was last last time. Uh, oh, so, yeah, whoever. It's a mystery. Whoever it, it was. It is a mystery. We will never know. Yeah. What? Who are you talking about? It's Anyways. Not on it's, yeah, it's, totally, it's not on the record. Like, what are you we talking about? We found out that day that Discord sorts people alphabetically. Yeah, we did. That was the day we learned. <laughs> Curse me and my name starting with the letter Z. Um, 
So, um, the first question I have is from Ulysses Duckler, which, by the way, that's an amazing, that's great, absolute banger, banger of a name. Yeah. Um, and they asked, what is an interesting anatomy fact, either human or animal, that you learned while researching a TF piece? So I'm going to go randomly. Let's start with Kynik. What? You know, in my brain, I was like, please don't pick me. I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to think of something that quickly. Um, you can always pass. I, you can pass. I, through, no, I, I got one. Okay. Uh, through TF, I learned the really kind of obvious fact, but it, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't obvious for me when I started it, that like, um, the, like digitigrade animals have their heel in the air. Uh, oh, yeah. Instead of like there, instead of just like two knees or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is what I thought when I first got into it when I was like too young. Yeah, um, I remember. I'm sorry if I can. No, go yeah, for no, it. Uh, you, you go. Like when I was a kid, I was into the Animorphs books, which are like incredible, yes. you know. And e yes. each one was guaranteed to have like three, at least three or four, like long, like gruesome, detailed descriptions of like someone turning into something. And yep. I, I really liked that. But, like, in the first book, the main character turns into a dog, and it describes his legs becoming digitigrade as, like, his knees, like, snapping backwards. Yeah. And, like, yeah. reversing that way. And even as a, like, like, I think even as a kid, I was like, wait a minute, that's not, that's not how that would happen. Like, like, I've imagined Apple. it happening correctly, you know? Like, Apple I guess it's like a... Research. <laughs> If it's, if it's just not something you think about very much, you could just, like, see animal legs being that way, which is very it, strange. I mean, that would have happened to me, like, if I didn't get into TF. It's just something that you're not really asked to think about in life, and then it can just accidentally yeah. slip through your whole life without even realizing that that's how that anatomy works. Yeah. It's funny, because I actually had this experience with a friend who recently got into TF, and they were, like looking at a Lucario TF, and they had the realization that their ankles were lifted off the ground, that they're essentially just really long feet. Yeah. And they couldn't... They were, like, shocked by it. They started seeing the world a different way, and like, oh, wow, all animals have, like, really similar anatomy to humans, mostly. It's, it's weird. No, that's really cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next, uh, let's go with Coast. Well, I didn't find this out while researching for transformation art, but, like, during a GDQ run, someone <laughs> donated and gave random platypus facts, and, you know, my main Sona is a platypus. Well, yeah. sort of, kind of, a chimera of a bunch of different animals, but, like, 90% platypus, but, yeah. uh, like, platypodes apparently don't have stomachs. What? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and, I've never uh, heard that. Yeah, th they don't have any teeth, so they apparently, you know, just grind up all their food with rocks in their mouth. Platypuses are crazy. That's all. That's metal. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think the coolest thing about platypodes are that apparently their bills, uh, like, they can somehow sense electromagnetic fields, and that's how they... What the fuck? Uh, find... Yeah, that's how they... Uh, <laughs> That's Holy how they shit. track their prey by, you know, sensing other the electrical signals in other uh, organisms' brains. What is this alien shit? That's so cool. I know. Yeah. Seriously. Not... 
That's fucking rad. Yeah, I, I'm still floored that they don't have a stomach. I'm still stuck on that. I'm like, what? They don't have a stomach? <laughs> I think the yeah, was was just powers, like, man. They were just like personally designed to just break all the animal rules, like as many rules as possible. Oh, yeah, just like... <laughs> not like n- none of your science matters, you know. <laughs> like this thing exists, you know. Like all the rules of biology are broken. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, all the power to them. Uh, let's go the with... Uh, I'm the crow. Was that the crow? Oh, did I yeah. talk over it? Okay, what, whenever okay. we do the editing, I just, I can hear please it amplify it. Okay. If we can hear it in the track, Mongrat, please amplify the crow. Um, <laughs> let's go with Kobara next. Well, hello. Um, hello. I got a short and simple one, I guess, but also weird. Uh, I didn't know for the longest time, but... Apparently, kangaroos' testicles are above their penises instead of yep. hanging below. Yeah. Uh, if you're being anatomically correct. And yep. I think there is a great divide in the world of TF art whether to draw them that way or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there are so the many people, so many people who don't draw it that way. And I, I mean, I respect that, but also, like, the anatomist in me is like, no, you're doing it wrong. Oh, gosh, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, uh, Adam. I guess uh, I was I wanted to be wholesome and talk about the the leg thing, but I kind of kind of stole that, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sorry. And the thing with like uh, what I call like not safe for work anatomy with different kinds of animals, like like uh, any any time I've thought like I should. I should do research so that I draw this properly and so just what I think it is. I'm like, constantly horrified and surprised by how weird so many of them are. But uh, I don't do I don't do any research. <laughs> I, I'm just like you know I I like that I like that it's a merge of a human and an animal and any inconsistencies can be described away by that. That's the healthy uh, that's the healthy way to go for sure. That but is, I guess it absolutely is. Um, I've often, I've often been confused on how to draw like a beak forming, you know, of someone turning into a bird. And there's kind of like several camps on what's correct, but uh, like yeah, I've seen people get heated over that one. That and uh, I think, I guess, sorry. Uh, my real answer is uh. Whenever I saw like a snake TF in a cartoon or something as a kid, and like their their legs were merging together to form the tail, I'm like, yeah, that's what would happen. But like <laughs> now that I I, I kind of learned about like skeletal structure and like how it's supposed to be, and anytime I see that now, I get like like furious for some reason because it's supposed <laughs> to be a tail growing and the 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 legs just kind of becoming nubs. But other yeah people really like one or the other, and they hate the alternative yeah. and I don't, I don't i don't know anyone that likes both equally but maybe i don't talk to enough people i do i see hey guys hey it's solving world peace here there we go i'm the peacemaker <laughs> if i i thought there's one there's one thought just real quick that's like satisfied and like calmed me down when i think about that is uh if a person was tfing into something i imagine that their brain and their thoughts and their desires has something to do with the TF. So the TF mm-hmm. is just happening the way the person would imagine it happening to them. Because their body follows suit. So, like, if the brain is thinking that they're 
legs would form the tail, then the legs would form the tail. Kind of like the Matrix or something. Yeah, but that's, that's cool. the only thing I've ever thought of. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I'll say personally, um, to echo what you said, Altered, um, I have had to Google so many um, animal dicks in my day, and um, yeah, that's always a trip. Um, there are some that look very strange, and just especially when it's for a commissioner, and I'm like, well, I gotta do this, so let's open up incognito and let's go, boys. Um, <laughs> but I will also say um, one of the kind of interesting anatomy things that I've learned over the years is kind of like the actual like teeth structure of a lot of different animals. Um, they're actually, they often contrast quite severely from, from one another. And like, for example, I had to do research on like what bear teeth look like the other day and I was I was actually really curious to to learn about that because I hadn't really ever thought of it and I was like oh yeah bears do have fangs obviously but like you know this is actually how their teeth are positioned in their mouth um and with so many different animals I feel like the way in which their teeth actually work is often overlooked but it's something I've had to look into quite a bit and I always find that to be really interesting anatomically definitely teeth are such a strange thing like yeah parts of your skeleton and bones that are like not attached to your skeleton sort of weird stuff going on yeah exactly i think that's one of those art quality barriers for me where like i need to stop drawing teeth it's just like a squiggly line and actually like do it correctly because it would it adds like so much detail you know but yeah it depends yeah. on how big the panel is i suppose it it depends on what you're going for an art style because I saw Kelly Echo uh, literally tweet this morning about how they were, how they were like they draw so slowly because they literally draw like all of the individual teeth in the mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that tweet right before yeah. we started. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, as someone who has to, as someone who has to make all the teeth individually, I feel that pain. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I have also seen screenshots on Twitter of people using some program that I don't know what it is to just like position digital 3D teeth in the correct position and then they can just draw over it. And they can what? do that they can do that for like pairs of glasses or just like a set of like a certain teeth oh, and yeah. things like that. And I'm like, that's sort of cheating, but that's also really cool and I wish I knew how to do that, you know. I need to look at That's into one this. of those things, yeah, that like I know all about, but I don't know how to use, and I, I swear to God, I should learn it already, because I'm no bragging, I'm pretty good with 3D stuff. I could figure that out, and it would help so, so much, just being able I'm to pull a 3D. model. Yeah, yeah, man, let's all do it. I gotta talk to Seesaw about it more, because, man, that 3D stuff's cool. Yeah. God, what I, when he finally explained what sketch, just total sidetracking, but when he finally explained what drawing in 3D meant... That blew my mind and was so cool. Like, nice. I couldn't conceptualize it until he finally explained it. Like, yeah. it's really neat. Nice. So our next question comes from Mr. EIG, um, and they asked, Is there a TF that you like in isolation, but not in a longer story? So I'm going to randomly pick on... Let's start with Altered this time. To to speak about, like, uh, like TF into specific characters again, like, uh, the idea of it in the short term is, like, r like exciting and, like, like really cool to 
like think about for me. But you know, if if the human's personality actually is like kind of gone and replaced by something else, then it's not in the long term. It's not really about that character anymore. So it's kind of just a uh, like that was really exciting, but now nothing after this point really matters, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I really really like 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 thinking about that sort of thing, like. In the in the long term, it's not exactly like like fulfilling, you know. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. I would say personally that I enjoy a lot of inanimate TF, but there are certain ones that I definitely like in isolation, but not in a longer story. So, to give an example, um, plant TF, um, like if you're turning into a tree or what have you, like I kind of like the existential horror of that change, but like. There's actually not a lot to explore beyond that, and for a number of different other kinds of objects, it's similar to that. So I'd say, you know, it's an enjoyable TF in my mind a lot of the time, but um, there's not really much else to mine there after the fact, like, especially when it's just like, well, you're just X thing. Um, There's some things that I can. Yeah, like, there's some things that I can. There are, like, you know, mental shifts you can maybe go into, but for a lot of other things, it's like there's, there's not just not much story potential there after that, so... Yeah. Um, next, let's go with uh, Coast. Can't really think of anything because, you know, like 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 we were talking about earlier. I think a lot about like the after effects of a transformation. So, mm-hmm. if I don't really like it in isolation, I don't really like it in a longer story, and vice versa. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of folks in that camp as well, especially, you know, like people who enjoy exploring post-TF. It's kind of like, well, if I didn't like um, the post-TF, why would I enjoy the TF? So I think it's a totally valid take. Uh, Let's go with Kobara next. Well, um, I think I like experiencing most things post-TF, but just kind of a personal thing, I probably wouldn't want to experience it like with aquatic animals a lot especially like ocean like deep like Mm -hmm. i just don't like the idea of being underwater all the time maybe my mental shift would make it so i liked it a lot more like maybe my physical brain would change to make it more comfortable but yeah I, i don't find much interest in being underwater it's not for me uh yeah but that's just me i i'd like flying just fine i'd like being up high, going through forests and all sorts of things, but yeah. I but yeah. saying that, I would definitely love the TFing into like a dolphin or an orca or like an eel or so many aquatic species. So it's a weird little dichotomy yes. that yeah. I don't fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> I uh. When it comes to, I, I I was originally thinking that it, I would enjoy anything in a longer story, but more than I think about it, I think the only things that I would enjoy uh, over the really, really, really long term are transformations where you still get to interact with other people afterwards, so that you can kind of gauge yourself against the other people. If it comes to the length of the story and the description being really, really long then that's, I mean, if, if I get a TF that's like 10 pages long, then I'm still going to read it. Like, that, that there's no length 
for the actual transformation that I that I prefer. If it's really long, if it's really short, as long as it's good, then and and the length is justified, then I'll I'll love it anyway. Um, but but if it if it comes to actual time scale within the story, then I yeah what I said before like you need to be able to have some sort of interaction or, or development with another entity. So like if it was an underwater TF, then you know I'd want the other characters at least in the yeah. story because if it was just if it was just one person's monologue for like 10, 10 chapters, I'd be like oh, this is boring. Yeah, um, totally. yeah, that, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, there's definitely got to be some sort of like interaction or at least action that's just external to I'm thinking about all these things now, which, yeah, that would get a little dull after a while. Yeah, I mean, there's something to that and you can definitely do a lot with it, but mm. there, there is still a very visible limit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next question I think we've actually kind of touched upon, so I'm not going to make folks go one by one, but I'll put that it kind of out there for everyone to, to take a swing at. Um, so Jacord asked, what do you feel about TF when it comes to yourself or someone else? Do you prefer to TF yourself or others as an artist? So I guess specifically within the context of what you like doing, you know, within art, um, do you enjoy just TFing yourself or TFing someone else or no preference with either and I, I know we kind of touched upon this in this episode but i figured i would still ask the question if anyone else had anything to add on i guess i'll say thanks real... record thanks yeah uh i guess i'll say real quick like i do like i do like drawing other people tfing and like making them happy with like you know their fantasies coming true and all that that's like a really rewarding part of being an artist you know but there's, yeah, totally. But when it comes to, like, if I'm just drawing it for myself and the person transforming is me, I feel I can really, like, let go of any kind of, like, limits and I can just really go all out and be as crazy as I want to be and I can't, I, and I don't have to worry about, like, possibly offending anybody or being too weird. So I can just really explore, like, more intense stuff. I, like, I'm always a little restrained when I'm drawing for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah same yep i've yeah i've got uh when it comes to feel about tfing others it's kind of i don't think it's a cop-out answer but like what i really truly do enjoy more than the others is drawing myself transforming someone else or vice versa someone else transforming i like that interaction you know um i admit i've come to like multi-person TFs a lot and how they would interact and feel about each other that kind of thing but if I'm going to have to choose I mean I've drawn a lot more of myself TFing so I guess I prefer that but that's also changed over recent years I'm really starting to enjoy what other people think and feel about it and seeing them go through it that's about yeah. all I have on it yeah, no, I completely agree. I think the only thing I would just add on this one is um, I definitely lean towards enjoying TFing myself, but um, when it comes to like the contrast of TFing myself versus TFing others, I definitely prefer when it's TFing myself to be more in the line of like a reward or like a reward gone wrong, whereas when I'm TFing others, I tend to enjoy it more when it's either like really fulfilling something or just completely opposite, like being some sort of like wish being twisted into a punishment so um 
I guess that doesn't really quite answer the question, but I think we've kind of touched on it in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just something else to add from me, like personally. I really enjoy just transforming myself most of the time, but if it's if I'm transforming with somebody that I'm like really close to, outside of my art universe, like if it's like anyone in here or like my, if it was my old girlfriend or something like that, I I would absolutely love also transforming another person, but probably with me, not like at them. Yeah. Right. Right makes it more yeah real like not not real that's not the right word but yeah i know what you mean sorry it makes it have to be like more intimate and you have more of like a personal yeah. connection yeah, to yeah. it yeah like if if i was to get another girlfriend at some point like i would want to do tfr with them like that yeah. that kind of thing absolutely yeah yeah i feel that i will throw one nice. more small thing in there i've come to really yeah, yeah, love go for it. tf uh, it's relevant to the question it's I've come to really love TFing others and like even when they're resistant to it initially or maybe in shock about it I really like it when they like either their like sensations make them want to give into it or they like start to like it and enjoy it halfway through I don't know I like it when it's like becoming positive even if it starts negative if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I like that dynamic too yeah, <laughs> cool. uh, so our next question comes from someone who their handle seems to only be Lurker, which I guess is very accurate. Um, so <laughs> Lurker asks, what do you think about more realistic TFs? Um, and then they list a few um, artists to give examples of what they mean by realistic. So Griff comes up, um, Liminal Bean, K Libra and then AJ seven five three nine eight. Um, so I guess maybe for this one, I think it'd be interesting to start off with Coast. What do you think about realistic TF? Oh, I absolutely love them. Those artists you mentioned are definitely among my top favorite artists. Yeah, yeah, they do great stuff. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I'll I'll just chime in on that as well. Um, the realistic stuff is what really got me into. Uh, the idea of actually making TF personally, so all of the artists that you know are kind of listed there, um, I really enjoy their stuff, and I really enjoy the way in which they uh, provide kind of like attention to detail in terms of the anatomy going through the shifts, and like really like showing dedication towards showing just how exactly you know which bones would go where and how things might kind of sprout out from different areas and such. Um, and I'll, I'll also add White Flame onto that list because he also does an ama amazing job in terms of realism. I think that um, all the work that those artists do is pretty, pretty awesome um, in, in the realism camp, so very much a fan of that. Um, Kynek. I, uh, I actually don't like it. <laughs> um, I, I really am not much of a fan of, of that kind of art. I, I think... At a, in a very isolated circumstance, I could probably like it, but I, I more prefer something a little more abstracted than that. Uh, mm. Not, I mean, I, I beca probably because I find like real life so gross anyway, and I like yeah. escaping from it that I don't really want it to come back and invade my safe TF space. Mm. Um, 
that's that's how I feel about it. Interesting. So I don't really that's follow. Valid. Yeah, I don't really follow the, those artists or any of that art or anything. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I, I think that's a pretty good explanation as to why it's not much of a, an interest. And I think it's interesting that the kind of realism almost kind of shatters the the safe space um, in terms of yeah. TF. I, I think that's an interesting take. Yeah, like. It's not the same as Uncanny Valley, I don't think, but I think maybe it's kind of a close thing. It's well, it, it's kind of like that. It, it's um, it's more like I don't want to keep being reminded of like of like my own human skin or like my own human bones or like yeah uh, or like or like hair. Uh, I I want I want to look at a, a piece of art like something like Proxa does is like a really good um, or Paracoon again is a really hmm. good uh medium that that's like where i want to get to with my art that gotcha. that level of realism is perfect for me yeah no, I like think still that's totally still fair. muscle definition but but not much beyond that yeah uh altered um like i i have a great deal of respect for artists that like have that knowledge of anatomy and like realism and like it's kind of like a different world to me of like visualization you know and uh that's it's not something i'm ever gonna be, be able to do myself and it's not ex it's not exactly what i look for when i look at, at tf art but it's still like it's like i i, I kind of i kind of tend to think of that type of artist as like a higher grade of artist in my mind above a cartoonist like me you know but that's not really different yeah yeah Cause like, that's not really what I'm, I've ever been going for myself. Like, uh, like, uh, my, my early, I think my early furry art role model was like Agro Badger or like, like Binturong Boy or that type of just really expressive, colorful, like kind of cartoony, but still intense, uh, TF representation, you know? So I just kind of went in a different direction. There is, um, there, there is a difference between, like, I, on on people thinking that 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 kind of art is like better in any way, um, there are in my mind two very distinct schools of of expression. One of them is realism, and one of them is emotion. And it is absolutely valid to be uh, versed in either one of those, and not both of them. And neither one of them are better than the other. It comes down to preference. Hundred percent. I may have that attitude because I, uh, uh, in my short time going to community college, I took some very serious art classes that were just extremely like, you know, draw, draw this still life, be as realistic as possible. Draw these like ballet dancers that has to be exactly anatomically correct or you're a bad artist. You know, I, I may have gotten some bad, bad vibes from those classes. And also I learned pretty much nothing from them. <laughs> Don't go to art school. Just yeah. learn it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Unless you like learning about art history and memorizing dates. And coming up with, like, bullshit reasons as to why you did something in your picture. But you're not allowed it's to like, give oh, the right like, your personal answer. I, I just thought it looked cool. Oh, that's not a real answer. No, no normal people don't think things look cool. <laughs> <laughs> just think they're uh. neat. This has been your annual warning to not go to art school. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to say. Round. Like Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. This is the Christmas episode. 
I should have said that at the beginning. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. holiday. Merry if Christmas. you don't celebrate Christmas, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kobari, did you have anything to add before we go to the last question? I do. Um, so, there's a level of realism where an artist will draw every single tooth and, like, every skin pore and... Even if the transformation is ugly and painful looking and bloody and stuff like that, they'll draw it in full detail. And I have a I have respect for that. But I think that's like a touch realistic for me. What I like is like realistic textures and lighting and making it look like you could reach out and touch it, but also stylized a little bit to be more I don't know, ideal, I guess. Just a little bit. Um and it's something I've strived for, but it's hard to find. Uh, I, the closest thing I can kind of rec- like see it as is maybe in the let's go let's go what is it Detective Pikachu movie where like you can see Mewtwo and some of the Pokemon like they yeah, look yeah. real and solid and tangible, but they're also stylized and appealing, and I rather like that look. Um. I think that's where like I the the first version of the Sonic movie. That's <laughs> oh even, god. That, I oh like god. the new version. The first version yeah. is like the every individual tooth <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I it's like really human omnivorous teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even think oh. that looked as bad as people thought it looked, but I still didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so I guess that's where I lie on the scale. Uh However, I have seen a lot of artists transition from realistic to toon- not toony, but like stylized and emotional, as kind of put it. And I've seen the opposite, where some artists have transferred from emotional to realistic. I think a good example of this is Kuma. He used to draw really realistic TF art and then moved more towards a stylized look. And I've kind of found myself in that camp, bouncing between the two, because I've been confused on my own style and what I want to do with it. But, uh, yeah, if I could get that Detective Pikachu look, I'd be happy. Yeah. Cool. So, last question, and I picked this one as the last question because the username is iconic, and I think it's a really fun last question. So, <laughs> this question comes to us from, and I shit you not, Mr. Uber Hacksaw 69 Nice. Just chef's kiss. <laughs> Amazing. Well done. Epic incredible username um and the the question is um what is your favorite ben 10 transformation um so i'm gonna self-select to go first because i haven't gone first yet um and it's funny for me actually because i missed the boat on ben 10 um but i definitely saw some of the species come through in art because you know there were lots of really great aliens in that species um, so there was a alien called Forearms, which I believe was a Tetramand, and that one is definitely my favorite of all of them. Um, the Forearms and just the whole, like, daddy build is, like, very much my kind of shtick. Um, and the other one, I'm forgetting the name now. Um, oh, it was the Shock Squatch. I love that one. That one is also very much big daddy energy, so... Um, those would be my two answers. Um, Kynik? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Ben Ten. I I remember when I was like a re like a kind of young kid. My um, one of my fr- uh, kind of friends introduced me to Ben Ten, and I we watched the first episode first. So like most of it, he was just a human, and I was like, I don't care about this man. He was like, just wait, just wait until the end, just wait until the end. Um, and then he got that watch, and then he became I. Th- I think it was the fire one first. I literally can't remember the names of most of them anymore. Um, but I used to watch the shit out of that show when I was a kid. Um, and I watched the shit out of Alien Force and Ultimate Alien as well. But then after that, they like they like rebooted it, and then they rebooted it again. And now I'm like, I don't even care. Um, uh, my my favorite series was the original series, and my favorite Alien from that was Accelerate because it's just a Velociraptor. I wish it had a muzzle face. But, um, other than that, it's really cool, uh, and it has a big tail and it goes fast. (laughs) Nice. And it's blue. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, Kobara. Okay, I have two choices here, but since you used two, I kind of, uh, Zaleppo, I can do two as well, because the second one I'm thinking no one else is kind of breaking the rules. Wait, wait, if I get two, then I choose that weird shape-shifting technology one as the other one. Oh, he's cool. Okay, like him. that one is yeah. cool. <laughs> um, Alright, so my first one... Uh, maybe I'll just pick one and leave it because I know... I'll pick Arjit, who I had to look up the name for because I did not know his name. But he's not actually one of the aliens that Ben 10 can turn into, but it is one of it is a TF'd human in the show from the Omnitrix. So he is a little, like... I want to say mole rat looking dude, almost like a hedgehog, and he's got some oh, yeah. black hair. And I had to look him up, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, rem- I remember him. I, I feel like he has kind of a possum vibe. Possum, yeah, that's a great, yeah, that's perfect. Um, I remember a specific scene in the show where like he's literally asked why doesn't he change back, and he just answers like I really like being this way a lot better. Forget that, like, and that stuck with me. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah, I really like characters that do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that it's a little bit cheaty, but that's my answer. No, that's a great one. Uh, altered. Uh, the main one I'll say is uh, probably uh, I-, I like gray matter a lot because, like, I'm I kind of like just like generic alien TF, but. The normal stereotypical gray that you see on X Files or whatever—they're just like really boring, you know. But if you add, if you like add like more inhuman features and just like a few things to make it interesting, it suddenly just becomes like really, really cool to me, you know. And Gray Matter has like the like the really cool like green eyes that are like bulging out of his head. He's got like the razor sharp teeth and just like the big like chunky looking fingers and toes, and. uh... I just I, I just find that look like really appealing and exotic looking, you know, and yeah. I guess I'll also throw in Wrath uh, because he's a giant buff tiger man, and I'm a furry, so I like that <laughs> a lot. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, he's a hunk. Uh, Coast. I only really saw like the first half of the first season when it was first airing. Hmm. I really wish I would have kept with it, but I, I was going through a phase where I was I thought I was growing out of cartoons, but 
Uh, out of the original 10 XLR8, for the same reason Koenig said, he's just a Velociraptor. I think he's the yeah. only one of the original 10 that had a tail. Yeah, I think you're right, actually, on that one. Oh, yeah. Gotta have tails. Huh. I don't... Like with Worgen, I don't understand the no tail thing. I mean, I the ones I picked had no tails, but that's just because they have daddy energy, and I'm oh, a yeah. sucker for that shit. So. <laughs> Daddies can have tails. Yeah, daddies can have tails, and more daddies should have tails. So if you're listening, creators of Ben 10, give me daddies with tails. Thank you. <laughs> do they even, I don't know, do they still make that show? It's been probably been rebooted again. It probably has been, but that means it's not too late to add more daddies with tails. I've, <laughs> I've thought about watching that show a couple of times because, like, uh, like, like host, I've barely seen even a second of the actual cartoon. I've just looked up the TF scenes on YouTube, and like, uh, it is so confusing. Like, th they all have different names, but they're not like sequential at all. And there's like reboots, and he got older, and then he got like way younger, and it's like different yep. time periods or different realities, and. I just—it's like trying to start reading Marvel comics. I'm just like, nah, I'm done. Like, I'm not gonna—I'm not even gonna bother, you know. <laughs> I if I in my opinion, and this is my opinion. I haven't watched any of the rebooted ones. If you want to watch Ben Ten, watch the original one with Little Ben, then watch Ben Ten Alien Force because it's a direct sequel. Then watch Ben Ten Ultimate Alien because it's another direct sequel, and then stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I I know in in one of the reboots, like the art style was like amazingly awful, and he had like he was he had like a giant head, and like the animation got yeah. bad. And I don't and know which one that one. is. That's the twenty sixteen. That's the one. new one. Ouch, man! The fact that yeah, it's the newest ended. one is the, makes it worse. It has actually ended. I was looking it up as we were talking about it. The most recent version or the series ended this year, and now they're ah. doing oh god a live action series. Oh. So, yes. I hope they do it like the movies. Yeah. Well then, I actually have a I have a soft spot for the first Ben Ten movie because I watched it a, a lot as a kid. I yeah. wanna. I just want to say because I'm old and Ben Ten is kind of like after my cartoon watching time. Uh, when I was a kid, I watched a show called Dino Saucers, which was about like anthro dinosaurs from space that came to Earth and fought each other, and they had human kid <laughs> friends. Like it was like Transformers, but they were dinosaurs, and. There were a few episodes where they had, like, human disguises that would, like, fail after a while. So you got, like, a, a scene of a guy, like, trying to get out of a building before he becomes a Stegosaurus again. And That's cool. That was some, like, late 80s stuff. And re I liked that show a lot when I was relatable, a kid. Relatable. Relatable. Nice. Did anyone well. see Yeah, I know, I, know that, I know what scene you're talking about in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good transformation sequence. Hey, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we've hit the end of the episode today, but before we go, Coast, where can people find you? Uh, I think Fur Affinity would probably be my main thing, because that's the first account I made with the Coast name. It's furaffinity.net slash user slash the dash coast dash is dash near. <laughs> uh, <on t> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those those dashes are important. Not they spaces, are. not underscores. It's not one word. It is one word on Twitter though, which I'm probably more active on nowadays. Just the coast is near, but uh if you if you 
want just, uh, I guess, the non-sexual side of stuff. It's the coast underscore safe. Oh, and then yeah. I have an R- RT spam account, shadow underscore coast. That's where the TF Tuesday roundups live. And I also have a, a main identity, I guess, for my professional stuff and stuff outside of uh, transformation. That's uh, Dr. Nuclear on Twitter. And unclear underscore art also on Twitter, or just unclear on for affinity. Nice, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much yeah, thank for you. thank you so much awesome. for coming on the episode and chatting with us. Especially, um, we had a bit of a tight turnaround for recording this, so really appreciate your flexibility and coming on and chatting with us. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had like some difficulty before the episode started as well, so I'm pretty happy with how smoothly it's gone, considering. Yeah, me, yeah. me, me, and, me and Kobara will hit his computer with a hammer uh, until it works. So we'll we'll be good. We'll be good next yeah. time, I promise. Thank you for dealing with our our bullshit, Coast. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. No, no, I've experienced stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I help in tech support and stuff like that. So. Oh, I know man. how that is. Have you guys ever thought about bullshit, TF? So I got this broken computer. Could you help me fix it? It's got like 10 oh billion God. spyware on it. <laughs> okay. No, he, here's the real Mine question. Mine keeps making this when... weird noise. Oh, the Here, here's point. the real question. When are we going to see a log 4J, TF? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you know computer programming, I probably just made you groan because you've been dealing with that for the past month, and I apologize. Well, anyway. You can't, you can't escape your pain. I, I, to all you aspire. I did study computer science, but I'm kind of glad I, I didn't go down that path and just went just straight information technology yeah. and yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. A good call. Oh, man. Well, to all you aspiring artists out there, the opportunity to draw a log for JTF is out there. You can be the first, maybe. You can you be the first. I'm not even sure how you do that. First. 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 <laughs> draw more, like, computer TF. I'm into that. Yeah. Make more of it. We do need more computer TF. Yeah. I really like that sort of thing. No, I mean... Do it for me. It's, uh, it's real. TF into the new notched MacBook Pro. Sweet. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's the only way to get one is to change your friend into one, you know? Yeah. It's sold out everywhere. <laughs> I can't get a PS5. Uh, You're going to be my PS5 now. Uh, Sorry about that. PS5. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the TF Tuesday podcast. Yes, thank you. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, everyone. I don't know. I don't know. Do we do an outro? We don't do an outro. Yeah, we don't.